0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, and welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersisGrowRoom.com. In this week's grow guides we talk about how to keep your grow room cool which has been very important for most of us at this time of year because we're hitting record temperatures all over the world so there's lots of interesting information here about ways to keep your grow room cool and keep your plants happy during the summer so it's not a very long one though it's one of our shorter episodes it's only about half hour long so it's shorter than most of our grow guides but there's still a lot of good information in here But uh, before we move on to the episode, I just wanted to say right now, as I'm recording this, we are on 199,906 downloads. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, you might have been the 200,000th download of the show. I just want to make sure that everybody who listens to the show knows how much we appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for downloading the episode and bringing us to these massive numbers. That we achieve we do this show because it's fun uh we don't charge people for it there's no advertisements in it it's just we do it because we love recording the show and it's great that so many people have also enjoyed the show and we've reached 200 downloads that's massive so thank you to each and every single one of you who have spent the time to come along and download the show and listen to the show and most importantly those guys who have shared the show as well and got more people involved and more listeners to the show uh, just one more thing, I do sound a little bit shit in this episode, because when we recorded it, uh, a little bit ill with COVID, got a sore throat and shit, it's clearing up now, I'm feeling much better, but if, when we recorded it, I was a bit rough, so uh, apologies for that. But anyway, for now, here's this week's Grow Guides, I hope you enjoy it, stay cool. So as many of us know, it's been very warm recently, because it's summertime, especially here in the UK, we're hitting record temperatures, and uh, are you hitting record temperature as well, Marge? No, not record
1: temperatures, but it is hot. It's
0: definitely hot. And we've seen uh, we might be in 40 degrees next week. I'm skeptical of that claim. I don't think we'll get that hot, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: 40
0: degrees is definitely mm-hmm. hot. And Canada had something similar last year, and it was like some pressure bowl on top. Of, remember that? Some kind of bullshit. They were talking about atmosphere bowl over the top of some cities that were pressing down the air, compressing it to make it warmer. The
2: dipoles. I remember TG was... You know, really it blazing be, last year mm-hmm. i
1: enjoy central air so
2: who knows
0: nice <laughs> He's like pressure what <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. although i don't think we've pressure in the compressor yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so it's been hot man and obviously when you're running these high power lights which also produce heat in the grow room then it can get extra hot in the grow room and it can make your plant suffer if it gets too bad so that's what we're going to talk about this episode is how to keep growing cool in easy ways, if possible, but, you know, more expensive ways too, if you want to go out and invest in some equipment to help keep the growing cool as well. So where do we even start? Um, air conditioning. This is like the number one way really is air con, but it's expensive to run, especially nowadays with the increase in fuel prices and shit, it's going to be expensive to run an air con. It's expensive to buy as well. And if you're in the UK, you're only going to use it for uh, like two weeks of the year. But mm. you have this already in the USA, don't you, Monkey? This is a common thing for you guys.
2: Especially in the south southeast where I live. <clears throat> it's very hot and humid here a lot. And so most homes, uh, most new homes are, are built with AC already installed, ready to go. So, yeah, it's very common down here, mm. CAC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: and Pretty common is, up here, too. You got air as on, Marge?
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: So what a full day have it.
1: My husband does HVAC, so of course that's like Mm -hmm. one of the first things he put in when we bought this house is air conditioning, (laughs) because he does it for a living so
2: It's like having a car salesman that doesn't own a car, right? Right, exactly Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you have similar weather to I mean, even worse than what we do in the UK it gets colder in your winter times Mm -hmm. So why is air conditioning not a regular thing in the UK? The bastards The (laughs) bastards
3: You've got central heating and stuff though, don't you? Yeah,
0: we have central heating, yeah
3: yeah. We'll see. There you go. You know, if you've got to suffer through a few days of, of a little bit hot, it's not too bad. I suppose it, you know, there's no point in going to yeah. get yourself an AC. If you've only got three days, four days worth of hot, and then it goes I don't back know, to freezing cold. I
0: like, I like that cold AC vibe.
1: Mm. <laughs> you do make a good point on Bubble Hawk. It's pretty pricey to put in like a whole air conditioning unit for mm. like using it for a week.
0: And that's it as well yeah. because they are expensive. You'll see these cheaper yeah. ones, yeah, maybe for a couple of hundred pound, you can buy an AC unit, but it's not going to be good enough. They they just yeah. don't do the job they're supposed to like do. The window
1: ones. Yeah, yeah. What I think. The window bangers, as they like to
0: call. Yeah. yeah, is that what they are called? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that's what people call those ones. Oh no, e- on even yeah, yeah,
0: not even yeah. not even them ones. I mean, like uh, like a dehumidifier kind of. Oh, right. the, the freestanding ones. Yeah, yeah, them. It's like that. Mm-hmm. They might do the tortables. job.
2: Well, they have a problem with those is that, yeah, it's discharging cool air on one side, and the other side's discharging the hot air.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So yeah. if it vented out, you're fucked. Yeah, net, net, you're going to actually be gaining heat in the room because the appliance itself is generating heat. Mm-hmm. You've got to get that
0: hot air vented elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing we should uh, hit on as well. It's like, there's different ways to reduce your temperature yeah. in, in the grow room, but you, yeah. you don't want to put any of this equipment inside the grow tent, like Monkey said, Dave, if you've got a small AC unit, it's going to produce hot air as well as cold. And if that's inside of the grow tent, that's going to increase the temperatures as well.
2: Yeah. The secret on, on using AC properly in a grow is that you want to air condition your lung room. Yeah. You know, if you keep your lung room that, that your tent is in to the correct temperature, then your tent's going to be fine. You know, it's, it's an oversimplified answer, but yeah. AC, your long room, and you're definitely going to be, be just perfect.
0: That's see. If you've got AC, it's going to be a lot easier to keep the, the temperatures at a reasonable level. But many of us don't have those privileges. So there's sure. other ways you can do it as well. You know, just having good extraction. If you're bringing in cool air from somewhere and blowing out warm air through the exhaust, then that's going to help keep the temperatures down as well. But it won't do the same job as the air conditioning will do. Now, It's something that people get concerned about really easily as well is when it gets too warm. And just because cannabis likes to grow at 26 degrees doesn't mean it won't like hotter temperatures as well, like 30, 32, maybe even a little higher than that before it starts to really get affected i've seen yeah.
2: people's grows get up somewhere in the high 30s and mm-hmm. still the, yeah. the plants just seem to do fine depending on the strain of course that's right right this one would they uh,
1: naturally be in like growing in climates that are pretty hot mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that makes sense but,
2: but the trick on that all is you know you have to make sure everything else is dialed in so it can deal with that temperature yeah and, and meaning mm-hmm. meaning water nutrients things like that light and, and that's that's where we can go i guess from here
0: yeah, Stonewall brought up a good one there. I heard people turning their lights on overnight and sleep, uh, and sleep at the plants during the day to reduce heat and humidity. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's the first thing you can do is run yeah, your okay. lights at nighttime. You know, have them turned off during the hottest parts of the day, and that's gonna be part of the battle fought in the first place. Done, nice and easy. Yeah. Well, Sometimes us,
1: too, uh, when you do that. That also means you're paying a lower like, city rate. As well. Yeah. Doing those lights yeah. at night. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. For, me, for you for can us do that. Can.
2: If you can do that in a non-air conditioned building though, you can also pull in that cool night air into your tent and it's going to help you a bunch mm-hmm. getting yeah. your air from outside.
3: Yeah, For us for us down here, that's a good point because we, you know, especially in the height of summer when we're, you know, and it's it's easy, consistent um, 35 plus days um, to, to try and keep a grow room cool in that weather. You're, you're constantly, you're going to pay more in cooling the room Than you would for the lighting and everything, so you're better off trying to run it during the
0: coolest part of the day, which is going to be overnight. So, um, and some people would even stop growing throughout the summertime, just like they don't want to go through the challenge or don't want to go through the stress, so they just tent down and get it started in autumn time again.
3: Yeah, I, I do not blame them. Because mm-hmm. I've considered it myself. The only reason I don't is because I'm a fucking menace and I like growing. So <laughs> I continue mm. to do it and I'll just deal with the issues as they come up. So, yep, I understand, man.
1: I just mm. do outdoor in the summer I and mean, then that solves the problem.
3: Mm. Well, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, outdoors yeah. is another thing you can do in the summer rather than yeah. trying to do it in the house.
0: We you can if you're mm. in Canada.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man, obviously airflow is a big one as well. You want to make sure that you have enough fans because the plants are going to sweat and that's what they do. They'll take some of the water, they'll sweat and that'll help them keep cool. And if you keep evaporating that sweat off the plants, then it helps them keep cool as well. And if you have a fan doing that, it just makes it evaporate quicker. But when that happens, you're going to have to water the plant more as well. It's going to need more water because it'll be perspiring more.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. What if you if you're running high heat, um, whether you whether you mean to or not, keep an eye on the on the um, evap rates because, especially in cocoa, uh, I know where um, this these last runs I was doing over summer, um, it got to the point where I was having to feed these plants three times a day and they were drinking five six liters a hit, mm-hmm. um, so and like and that's <laughs> it's a lot and it's a lot of work so don't don't um, yeah, just, that's something you've got to consider is that you're going to have to be putting more work into it as well at that point because you've got to keep more of an eye on it. So because um, in winter, twice, that's enough. It's more than enough for for a cocoa run here. Um, but, yeah, but summer, it, it gets real, real hot and real evaporate so,
0: so you are there kind the of swabble bark, right?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a basic human right down here. Um, we have to we I we hear got, that. Man. We've got to have that. it. Um yeah, look, we I mean we get as I said, we get days that are forty plus, you know, and it's and it's not just a once every blue moon heat wave. It's every summer guaranteed you're gonna get thirty five and above minimum and forty. I think worst we had um a couple of years back was about 45, 46. Wow, um,
1: that is that's hot. Yeah.
3: And it was, yeah, it's it was, so it's, it was like a, living in an oven, you know, you, right. it's just there's, and there's no way away from it. The only way is inside with aircon. And, well, um, yeah, you know, it's hot when the aircon's struggling.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: mm-hmm. fuck, um, 45. Damn.
1: Yeah. That's when you just yeah, step and outside and you start sweating just from breathing. So that's, like, that's on, that's on <laughs> the
3: coast. Yeah. And that's like, so as Stonewalls just said, 55. Out, out back like when you when you go back into central uh central australia and up in queensland and central west and whatever you'll find that it gets a lot hotter than 45 there i mean yeah. there's places um places that have picked up 55, 56 on their meters i can't remember what the actual highest recorded was that's um, death highest. valley stuff man that's yeah. bad oh, yeah. bad stuff
0: fuck that I- I'll Have a look at your highest recorded champion yeah. odds. That's
2: for them crazy gold miners, and I'll go
0: and in, in that heat. I know it's worth it for gold. If you, yeah, <laughs> it, <guess>. dying <laughs> is not worth it, man. Yeah, you only might so, die.
2: You know, <laughs> well, yeah, you so might live.
3: <laughs> the highest recorded um, was the thirteenth of January, twenty twenty-two, and it was fifty point seven in Onslow in Western Australia and Udenad, data in South Australia. Jeez, that's a good name, that one. Um, and that's, that's like official records. So I, I have seen quite a few where they come up on um, uh, where on like uh, sheep farms and things like that where um, they've got their own little weather stations and they're picking up, yeah, the big 55s and 56s and things like that. So But just because it's not a weather bureau thing, they can't officially claim it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but yeah, the humidity is the other thing. That's that's the biggest thing. It's hot and humid. And that mm. humid, it's you can't, it's just yeah, it's like breathing steam. It's just right. not fun.
1: It's just mm. sticky and gross.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. You know, the only good air conditioners here in the UK is in people's cars. You know, <laughs> it's sometimes just nice to sit in your car and you can't put the air con on and stay cool. We'll that's what people yeah. do in a heat wave then is drive around. Yeah, just drive yeah. around. But you know, now now petrol's ridiculous fucking price. That's pricey really? as well now.
1: <laughs> just need to go to a local mall or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mall.
0: You just yeah. do the shopping really slow. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, with everybody
3: else there doing the same thing, it, you know, it's going to yeah. take extra time anyway. So I
0: want I want aircon, man, and I've had this discussion with the wife for a couple of years. But you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's a waste of time getting it i'm going to use it for a few days every year he's like yeah for sure but you know those few days where you get to use it you're fucking going to be glad of having an aircon and i think yeah. i might be able to make that argument this year with the heat we've had <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't aircon be nice but you know some <laughs> some life hacks there which you can do as well to say that you don't have aircon but you need to cool the grow room down you know them swamp coolers you've used these before right monkey swamp coolers uh,
2: I have not used them in a grow room. I've seen, seen them used in commercial grow rooms, but yeah, I know what they are. They're basically just a fan that's going to blow through a mist or, or a wet wick of some kind. Mm. Evaporative cooler is what it's called, another way swamp yeah. cooler. But yeah, you're basically going to just evaporate water and that's going to drop your temperature in your room some. It's also going to add humidity to your room. Oh. So that can be good and bad. It can be really good for veg. It can be really risky in flour.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is just I like a fan one. blowing over a piece of paper essentially
2: right uh, essentially i mean some of them i've seen have little sprayers or emitters that kind of you know shoot up into into the airstream and kind of put out a little bit almost like a, a cold mist if uh, other ones are, i've seen drip down from the top in, across little things and, and like you say some of them just have a, a simple wick system mm-hmm. uh, they can be so done cool. different ways but it's just an evaporative cooler
3: my one's like that. It's um, it has a big tank on the bottom and a pump in it, and it pumps mm-hmm. the water up through the top. And you can put ice and stuff in there if you want as well. Yeah. Um, but then it just it it disperses it across three different panels. Yeah. And the fan draws the the air through it, cools it as it draws through, and then blows mm-hmm. into into the room. But please, please do not put these things inside your grow tent because I can guarantee you, you will end up with bud rot and mold yeah, and powdery mildew and yeah. a whole bunch of other things because it's it's apart from the fact that you're blowing more humidity into it um it's it's the perfect conditions in these things to have those that bacteria and microbes and things growing um so if you do have one keep it clean for yep. starters um and yeah just just don't you're better off trying to cool the at uh, the room and then drawing cool air into the tent by um, passive vents or um or in lines or whatever than actually trying to shove this thing in the tent because it's only going to create more issues than it's worth
1: right mm. well like monkey said they're probably better for the veg stage if we are going to go that route at all but
0: yeah yeah definitely the
1: flowers, bad idea
0: that's it and yeah. most of the time as well the plants won't even care you don't even need to fuck with the temperature like that you can probably get away with it like my shed there it's like they they grow naturally in hotter environments then really airflow
2: is going to be critical is what you can have. Like you said, Mackie, even if you can't get the temperature down, just crank that airflow,
0: mm-hmm. water the plant more and it'll be fine. You can also, what we can do is hang on the back of your fan. You can get like uh, say two 1.5 liter cola bottles, cut the tops off there, the a little string around the top of them. And then you can hang that on the back of your fan with some ice cubes in it. And that will blow it Like it brings in the cool air from behind the fan and blows it out the front. And that can reduce temperatures a little bit, and, but it will only be a little bit. It won't be massive, but it's something, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. It's going to be
0: short-lived.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess if you're really panicking, you can Actually, try it.
0: Yeah. There's um, like the reservoirs as well. Say if you're in hydroponics and you need to try and keep reservoirs cool because that's an important one. And keeping the res cool is more important than keeping the plants cool. You don't want that shit getting too warm because the plants will not like that shit. So the best thing to do there is have an aquarium cooler. To be honest, if it's a big reservoir, get an aquarium cooler and make sure that it's kept around 18C the whole time. Then your reservoir should be okay. But you can try and cover the top of the buckets with tin foil or something reflective, and it, and you know wrap it around the outside as well. Just try and lock the cold in and not let the heat in. And that can uh, do some good. But aquarium cooler is going to be your best bet. If you can't afford an aquarium cooler, then you can use litre, uh, you know, just, just the small bottles of cola or Fanta, whichever drink you have. And then you can fill that with cold water and ice, screw the lid on and drop one of those into the reservoir bucket. And that floating around will keep the, the water cool in there. Yeah, it's a
2: little bit of a hassle, but it's better than nothing at all, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, man. Now one thing I did notice in cocoa when I was dealing with a heat issue, which is not very often I haven't had to deal with them, is that when you start getting those temperatures up there and you're feeding your plants and they're drinking a lot more, you need to drop your nutrients a little bit because yes you know, <laughs> you, they'll fry if you don't because they're mm-hmm. drinking so so much they just want water they don't want all that feed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. monitor your EC when the temperature goes up, your output EC if it starts spiking,
3: drop your nutrients. Yeah, I generally I generally try and drop mine by about 0.2, 0.3 if I'm if I'm seeing high heats, um, yeah. and I find that generally helps prevent a bit of that buildup. Um, because the other thing too is that as you said, you know, it, as you start to get that dry out, the more that's in it, the more it's going to dry and, and stick and stay in that medium. So you, you really got to be careful with it. And um, and yeah, as you said, backing it off's a really really good idea because it's not you know it's not going to kill it. It, to back it off a little bit. And a lot of the times we're running uh, really high ECs anyway. Um, so backing it off a little bit, is probably not such a bad thing. Yeah, you really don't want to push them too hard in that heat. They're being pushed by the heat right there. So
0: yeah, but they'll, they can handle it. So how can oh, you yeah. tell when the plant is too hot? Anybody know it's the signs of heat sad. stress? <laughs> yeah definitely mean, sad. Yeah. I want to
2: just <laughs> typical you look at the things like canoeing on the leaves would be real common common indicators real fast mm-hmm. um other other indicators on flowering plants you'll start seeing pistils uh, will start turning brown p- prematurely yeah. um, wilting of course that, that kind of the combination of heat and needs more more water
1: mm-hmm.
0: I see the- if you plant streaking lots, and it'll run out of water faster, it? and then it'll wilt because it needs water, which yeah. comes along with the excessive heat.
1: You said canoeing of the leaves. I've never heard that term before. like the leaves start to, the families will start to curl up a little bit. Yeah.
2: yeah, from, yeah. The, from the edges, kind of like making little canoes. It's just telling you the top of the leaves are drying out, and uh, so they're curling.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's the most telltale sign
0: that is. That's heat stress when they're when they're canoeing. You know, the leaves the blades on the leaves just like look like a canoe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Hence the name.
3: But don't be you, afraid to lift your lights up a touch either, if it's getting that hot. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the closer they are, the more that's gonna create issue. So yeah. And should should
2: mention that canoeing, if you start seeing it on your plant, it's it's not like don't panic, the plant's not gonna die. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just telling you something right there.
0: Just yeah. make sure they're getting enough water that's the most important thing you know if they can sweat and evaporate the, the air away then then, then they can evaporate the the sweat off the leaves you know into the air and that's extracted then you won't see many problems uh-huh.
3: yeah keep extractions big you know mm-hmm. you got to keep yeah. that that air movement happening
2: Yeah, and the guys in the chat had also mentioned things like, you know, you can always move your drivers for for your lights out out of the tent if you possibly Mm -hmm. can, get that heat out of the tent, minimize any kind of
0: input source of heat that you have. Yeah, any equipment in the tent that isn't needed should be outside of the tent, you know, like the lights. They have to be inside, but you can take the drivers off the lights and put those outside. Or, you know, if you're running the old HPS, then keep the ballast outside of the tent because ballasts produce a lot of heat as well. Mm -hmm. Anything that produces heat that isn't necessary, take it out of the grow room.
2: Even your extractor can produce a little bit of heat, so if you can mount the filter in the tent and the extractor outside the tent, yeah, you know, every little bit helps. Strange things. You, you just use use your uh, Im- imagination.
0: Even mm. adding some active intake as well. You know, uh, having an extractor blowing into the tent as well, but it will have to be smaller than the extractor that's sucking air out of the tent. That can increase airflow in the grow room and keep temps down as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, yeah, you'd be careful with that. You don't want to start you know, creating positives. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. there and, and mm-hmm. blowing the tent zips open. It's kind of that's going to cause more yeah, issues. That's something I also wanted
0: to mention <laughs> as well. Is the tents, the zips? Sometimes people would like to open up their tent. You know, open up the zips and leave the door open, which is fine. You can do that, but when them doors are open, you're more liable to pests getting in.
2: Yeah, so mm. you definitely can let the smell out if you're in, in mm-hmm. flower. So just be aware of that. They'd be aware.
3: Yeah, more people get
2: done in from smell than
3: anything else. Yeah, and the other side of that is then all of a sudden um, those that exhaust system becomes less efficient because uh, when you've got your tents and everything, and everything's zipped up, it's exhausting and and working in that tent, you know. And yes, you open your vents and everything to make sure that you're getting your positive to negative air pressure working right. Um, but the moment you open those zips, you lose all of that because it's then drawing air in from the entire room it's in. So um, be be weary that it's going to change the way that 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 the air's moving around in that tent and around those plants too.
2: Yeah, it would probably be okay in my environment because I'm working in an aircon building. It would be okay. But right. you're right. Yeah. If it's a hot room and you, and you want to pull that air in from a colder outside, opening zips is the wrong thing. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, again, it all comes down to your setup, really. And as yeah. you said, you know, your your setup's a little bit different, so you'd be able to get away with it. Um, but with, I know, with my setup, I wouldn't without having to have the aircon running consistently to cool the rest of the house, so that it's drawing that cold air into the room. Um, but just just something to think about if you're going if you're gonna be doing stuff like that, just to um, keep that in the back of your mind that it will change how things work because you've got them set to work in that specific environment in that tent um so if you're if you're then opening up and adding more air intake um yeah you're gonna have other issues like that so just keep it keeping air moving around the plants i'm not saying it's going to change everything ridiculously but it will create small stagnant pockets if the doors are wide open because it ain't drawing that um it's not drawing that cool air in and across and up to the
0: vents if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i see what you're saying Yeah. It might seem like an easy thing and a good way to cool it down, but it really doesn't work that well. It's more detrimental. Hmm. Have proper intake and proper outtake and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm.
2: A lot of this comes down to planning. When when you're first setting up your grow, you should actually, unfortunately, if you're in this situation now and you're fighting it, you should have, you should have probably looked at this when you were setting the tent up in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's one reason I always recommend buying bigger, extractors than you need Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. when (laughs) believe me when it comes down to it and and your temperatures are climbing it's nice to have that extra power
3: yeah nice to be able to turn that fan up if you need it
2: yeah it it may make a little bit more noise but you you know if you put a six inch extractor in instead of a four uh it doesn't cost that much extra to do it but when you need that power it's going to be
3: there yeah Mm -hmm. well my my four by eight runs two sixes um, yeah. and, a, and I've got, a, I just run passive intakes in, in winter, in summer, I was running, um, a, a four inch inline as a, as a forced intake, um, because I couldn't get cool air into the room without it. So, um, yeah, but it, it, um, I don't have to run those six inch fans at full blast to get the, the exhaust I need, um, which then one it, it saves a little bit more on on electricity but it also keeps that sound down because um, a four inch fan running flat out versus a six inch fan running half um, tilt two different sounds
2: yep so two different lifespans on those motors too isn't it?
3: yeah well yeah you're putting more stress on that motor if you're trying to yeah. run it flat out the entire time versus yeah having it running half speed it's Probably um, three yeah. or
2: four times more life out that six inch running at
0: half speed so yeah, definitely all you good so, points so um, i mean is there anything else to add here i mean the most important thing is don't panic man. don't panic
2: yeah, cannabis is tough with airflow airflow airflow
3: mm-hmm. don't panic and don't forget your towel yeah
2: No.
0: <laughs> thanks for the fish yeah thanks for the fish yeah <laughs> yeah good movie anyway so that's uh that's the grow guide. i think is there anything else to add there I mean, don't panic is the yeah, most important thing on it don't panic and make sure you got good airflow husky says portable air con is 200 pound but portable air con can be a bit shit if you are going to go for the portable, portable air con route make sure you got a vent that can be vented out of a window uh, when it's pushing the hot air out so it's not getting drawn in into the tent anyway and then link up the intake of the tent on the end of the um the air con so it's blowing the air straight into the tent via that vent. That'll be a, the best way to go, you
3: know. Yeah. So how I have mine normally set up is, as I was saying, with that four-inch, I had the actual AC set up in a different room, um, mm. blowing out the window from a different room, and then because of the way I've got my exhaust set up, it goes through one of those anyway to go out. So the tent's exhaust into a Y joint and then through a window, um, but through like the portable aircon things that slip into the window, so it just looks like it's a, a vent from a portable aircon anyway. Um, and then ran the forced four inch straight off the front of the um i just basically taped it up and shoved it in so that it was blowing it was sucking cool air straight out of the um, the portable ac mm-hmm. and then back into the grow room to cool it so yeah
0: that's the best way to use those yeah. and of course there is always the option of just not growing over the summertime you can take the tent down for a couple of months have a break you know consider what you got to do for the next run things like that you don't have We're to Twice as much as a winter yeah. Just grow more. That's right. If you can, you know, but if not, then you can still grow in the summertime. time. You, you can do it. So
2: do it. Yeah, some, certain strains are going to be more uh, tolerant of heat too. I guess mm. your equatorial strains would be better. There's a lot more better sources than me of telling you which ones those are, but I, I do know that there are some that are going to be a little easier to do in hotter temps.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose the Indica's would be better for that, wouldn't they? They're gonna be. uh... I'm not a
2: strain expert. I I, I listen to when people talk to me, but I I don't pretend to be a strain expert. Mm
0: -hmm. You can do it. Just fucking do it, man. Ask around. Ask somebody else (laughs) who's in your
2: area what they grow or something like that. You'll you'll find some recommendations
0: if you're thinking about heat. If you're legal, if you're not legal, don't do that. (laughs) No. no. Yeah, so that's it. And if you are suffering with heat stress and you need some help on trying to decide the best ways to get around it, then head over to persysgrowing.com, sign up, uh, post a thread. We'll have lots of people there who can help you out and give you out the best ideas on what to do to fix the problem. <clears throat> yeah. Just don't Remember, get too stressed. We grows at the equator. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very hot there. And if you are getting too stressed, take the thermometer out of your grow room. It's okay. not needed Good when point. you can't do anything about it.
2: Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Take the battery out the darn thing, or just move it.
3: Mm-hmm. Plan that grow. Plan it for you know if you know you're going to get some high heats plan to run equatorial sativas and things like that that are used to the heat, mm-hmm. or or they you know they're better off in the heat. Um, there's no point trying to run a um an exotic indica or something like that <laughs> in the middle of mm-hmm. summer because it's going to cause issues. You're going to end up with laffy buds. So. I'm thinking Um, something like, you know, maybe Durban or something
2: like that. African strains, hot weather stuff.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, a couple of nice hazes or something. So there we go. We did have one question, but we kind of covered it uh, throughout the show here. And it's about putting equipment outside of the grow room if it's not needed inside the grow room, you know? So uh, like the drivers on your lights or uh, portable air conditioners, all that stuff should be outside of the tent. And that, that will also... Keep temperatures down. Hmm. Anybody do any of that shit? I don't do none of that.
2: I don't do the drivers oh. now. I mount all my extractors and filters outside of my tent, and it just gives me more overhead space. I so
0: it gives you space. Yes. That's the most important thing. Yeah.
2: It? And I'm not no. needing to try and conceal those inside the tent. So why the heck do I want them in the tent? You know?
3: Mm. I um, yeah. I run my drivers outside of the tent if I can. But again, I've got a whole room that's specifically just for that room. That's mm-hmm. so just for that. So I've got the tent set up in there. Um, and then I'll just pull the drivers and have them hanging outside the tent. And again, use the passive intakes to draw the cool air in. Um, not so much of an issue in winter, um, but definitely in summer, it's a, it's a good idea to do. And I mean, I don't run HPS or anything. I'm only running LEDs. Um, but yeah, either way, um, trying to keep that heat down can be a problem in summer. So I keep the drivers out for that reason
0: so yeah man I mean that's it if you have any questions or you need any help then head over to persysgrowing.com and if you can't do that we now have a discord uh, high and homegrown discord so cool I think that's everything is there anything else to add here I think we've covered everything really short grow guides this time there's not really much else to do that Uh, would said is it the same discord as before yeah but not the Percy's one it's the high and homegrown one so we should see you over there Um, that's it and there we go everybody that was this week's grow guides i hope you learned something the most important thing to take away from this is don't panic the heat in your grow room will stress you out more than it stresses out your plants so the best thing to do is not to stress about it too much do what you can to keep it cool and once you've done everything you can and there's nothing else you can do if it's still too warm just take the thermometer out your grow room and stop stressing about it because there's nothing you can do your plants will be fine just make sure they are watered enough and if you do have to water them more Make sure you reduce the amount of feed you're giving them too because they don't want to eat too much. But just don't stress too much, enjoy your hobby, try not to get too stressed and everything will be okay. And of course, if you do need any help at all, you can head over to PercyScrewroom.com. One more thing, we now have a Discord server. If you are on Discord and you would like to come and join the Highland Home Chrome Discord server, the link to that server is in the description of this video. So go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you download this from and check it. Well, it's going to be on your device. Check in the the description and you can either click on the link or you can highlight it and paste it into your browser. And then you'll be sent over to the Discord server and we'll be able to speak to you over there. But again, one more time, thank you very much for downloading the show and bringing us up to 200,000 downloads. That is massive. We never thought we'd get here. It's crazy that we've reached these numbers and it's all because of you guys. Thank you very much. Stay high on Homegrown, everybody. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show. See you in a bit. Goodbye.